Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away will the circle unbroken it's a great day to be alive and we hope that when you encounter this message you feel that we hope that no matter where you are we say this all the time if you're at work if you're in the office if you're in the car if you're mowing right now with those super sweet surround sound headphones hey maybe you're just somebody who's on the side of the road and needed some help and whoever you might be wherever you might be here's what we hope we hope that you are growing where you're planted that's what we say all the time now, here on Circle Unbroken, we have been very, very slammed with guests, and that's been a good thing. We've had people that have come back from several different places in life, from business, from the faith space, from community leaders, and I'm happy today that we've got somebody who's a repeat guest, and he, he's coming back today for a reason and something I'm excited to talk about. But first things first, I want to check in with my man, the myth, the legend, Hot Mike. Good day, sir. How you doing? Man, I am fantastic. <laughs> we we just we just flipped it around, coach. Now I I've, I've got a question. My my children, they're really getting into these college rivalries. They're they're loving this this team plays this team, this team plays that. And one of my kids asked me this the other day, and I just want some wisdom from you, coach. One of them said this to me, Dad, when they start talking I, I like so and so, but when they start talking about their team, I don't like them. And I looked, I said, I said, you don't like them? Like, you want to get in a fight with them? He goes, well, I just don't like listening to people. This is a second grader. I don't like listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> coach, coach. What? Welcome well, to the coach's world. Right. I don't know what to do right there. I don't, I don't know the right advice to give my little guy, you know. I mean. Hey, just cheer for your team, you know, uh, you know, moan and groan for your team and then leave everybody else alone and, and uh, have, have fun with it. The big thing uh, that I, I am pressed upon my girls, yes, we get fired up. Right. We get all sure. excited and stuff, but in the end, it's a game. Right. And your your day, your success or failure in life is not dependent upon whether or not your college team wins or loses right. a certain game. And so, yes, let's have fun with it. Let's te- tease each other as long as we each know we're having fun with it, you know, uh, and then leave it at that. I, you know, that's what it is. It's a game. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, and this is coming from a guy who made a living. Sure. Yeah. You know, with this game. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's serious business. And, and it's, but in the end, it's a game. And, and if you, if you lose perspective on that, that, you know, then, then you've gone to a wrong. You've, you've gone. To, you've gone to what I call a bad place, and, right. and and it needs to be, you know, like I said, you know, my team loses. I, you know, hey, I'm a Tennessee fan. This weekend was not necessarily the funnest weekend we've ever had. Hey, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. I got to go back to work tomorrow right. on Monday, right. and you know, uh, I've got friends that are Bama fans that are, you know, got their p- chest puffed out and ready to roll. <laughs> hey, sure. you know, we tease each other, we laugh about it, and we move on, uh, and. uh 
you know, yes, I wanted I wanted my team to win. It didn't. Right. Uh, right. You know, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. We got to we, we get to go on with life. Let's let's move on. That's what I tried to tell him. I said, man, look here. I know you love talking about your teams, but you don't you're not on that team. Right. You've got your own football team like you're not you're not physically on that field. And so you're cheering for a bunch of boys to do something. Well, you got your own team that plays here at your age. I said, so, buddy, I can't get upset or I can't get mad the same way your friends who are playing ball, your friends who are out there, man, they're not out there. They don't impact that game. And I said, son, let me tell you about politics. You're going to love it. When we start looking at listening to people that don't make sense. And the other thing that I really wanted to – I tried to impress upon my girls was – even when you're involved, when you're the one playing, right. ultimately it is a game. So sure. sometimes as a game, you're going to take chances you wouldn't take in a life situation. Right. Right. You know, uh, you know, just to, to, to kind of almost on, on an extreme, it's, you know, it's fourth and four at, at, you know, your 40 yard line. Well, as a game, I might try to take that chance and see if I could do it. Sure. In fact, if this is real life and, you know, my, the livelihood of my family's hanging on the line. No, I'm not taking right. that chance. Right. Uh, you know, so it's, you know, approach it like that. And, you know, people start asking, well, what about that decision in the game? Hey, he took a chance. It didn't work. Right. Right. You know, and, and I said, if it had worked, he'd have been a genius. I've heard some and, of and those the guys fact get did, asked that about. it didn't work, he's an idiot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's the chance you take as a coach. It's a chance you take as a player. And they'll say, but tell me about game. pressure. And they'll say, oh, no, this isn't pressure. Pressure yeah. is my mom couldn't afford the light bill. Pressure yeah. is I'm trying to make a family decision. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, pressure is, is that, you know, I got a son or daughter sitting in the waiting room or, you know, waiting to see a doctor right. and we're trying to figure out whether this is a cold, a pneumonia or something even more serious. Right. Right. Okay. Now, now we're talking about pressure. And, and so, you know, keep the sports, in the context that it is. Sure. It's a game. Get involved. Have fun with it. Tease each other about it. Right. Just keep right. it in mind about good yeah, time. that it's a game. That's and, what and I try on. to that's what I try to tell them um, and try to put it in perspective there. Because life in life, there there are real problems. There's real problems, there's real pressure, there's real things that, that are worth your time thinking about, hey, how am I going to make it through this? How am I gonna get out of that situation? And when we're watching a game, we're watching something unfold for our entertainment. Now, the people playing the game, the people coaching the game, there's, there is a livelihood. There are these pieces that are important and serious. But I think teaching our kids, hey, there are things that are worth getting fired up about. There yeah. are things that are worth investing and, and in. And as a coach, I'll be one of the first ones to say the game is a microcosm. You learn, and, you, know, you, learn you learn as much from your failures as you do your wins. Right. right. And so in a game, uh, you know, in a football game, a baseball game, basketball, whatever, where I've learned, okay, risk reward. Sure. Right. And I can afford to lose a few in the risk reward game of the ball setting as opposed to the risk reward, you know, okay, but how do I get past? Okay. I've, I tried this. It didn't work. What do we do to get beyond that? Right. Now right. I, I move that into life. Mm-hmm. And, and as a good coach, you know, a good coach is going to say, okay, you know, sometimes he's going to sit down with his players and say, okay, you remember when this happened, this happened, what do we do to overcome it? Okay. Now you're sitting, you know, you just lost your job mm. Mm. or you just lost grandma. Right. 
Right. And what are you going to do to get past this and get over this? You know, it's the same emotion. It's a whole lot more intense reality, but it's the same mechanism. And there's where, you know, where as coaches, I, I, we try to turn this, hey, this, this is a learning, this is an experimental area sure. for life. That's exactly right. And you got to learn to t- roll with the punches. You got to learn with your failures. You know, you're going to get blamed for things you didn't do you know, mm-hmm. in a ball game. Hey, right. you know, hey, so-and-so held it. Wasn't me. <laughs> you know, well, guess what? Right. The whole team's right. moving backwards. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody's going back because of that. I like what you said about we look at life and we look at what's represented here because the fellow that we're welcoming in today is Dr. Brooks Tiller. Welcome back, sir. Appreciate it, man. You, you've been with us before. You've been on an episode before. And if I want to rewind and remind our audience, this was a very popular episode. A lot of people engaged with this because what we talked about was everything from the things that you've done before with Healthy Hunter to your stint on American Ninja Warrior, to your public speaking, what you do with your children now at their stage in life, and then also something we're really going to jump into today that is a great parallel for what Coach and I were talking about, the work that you have done with Divorced Disciples, okay? Looking at, and I know it's, it's bigger than just that name, uh, but looking at the church space and how in the game of life, when we experience loss, when we experience loss in somebody that was on your team and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, is this an opponent or, or what am I fighting against or, or what am I doing here? We all want to win. And when we want to win, the ultimate victory for us is peace. Like we, every, you would, everybody, it's not just an old thing where you ask the, the Miss America, what, what, do you, what would you do? I would world peace. You know, it, it's real. Like peace is what we want. That peace is what, when somebody gets married, they say, I want to close the door to the world. I, I want that to be something that is peaceful. Problem happens is that people open up that door and people open up that door for many different reasons. And it's a door that God says, hey, this is your place. Don't let the world into that. And so then what happens is I described this recently. I said, there are men that are part of churches because that's what they want as far as a source of hope, as far as knowledge and you know enrichment for their children, spiritual growth for themselves. But if a man has experienced divorce and if they have gone through the pains of that, as you have helped many men talk about and you've developed some materials with, with how to go through it, we want here on Circle Unbroken, anybody who's listening to this who knows a man who might be going through it, a man who has gone through the fires of that, we want them to know that you don't have to suffocate. That this can be life giving, and and you have had a great deal of work that you've put in here to get material ready and to get presentations ready to church leaders to say, hey, you can help. We're developing what what we've called an emergency kit. And Brooks, I appreciate you doing this, but it's an emergency kit for churches. So let's just, let's catch everybody up. Let's jump in. We're going to talk about an event that's coming here for our audience. But right now, let's just talk about the pain point and the need for that, Brooks. Uh, The big thing is, is uh, looking at it, going through it. There wasn't a lot of resource out there. Mm. It was a lot of, uh, you know, some of the 
advice was not good advice. Sure. It so was probably it, stuff about other women sometimes. Yeah. It, well, I mean, but part of it was, is, is, you know, in the church, a lot of times we'll hear people say, you know, they'll talk about the single moms and, you know, and, yeah. and the divorce moms and things like that. But, uh, a lot of times you don't think about the dads sure. in the group, if you sure. will. And also there's a lot of material out there for the ladies and their experiences. And a lot of times guys, they just don't want to talk about it mm. and they don't admit to it. You know, they don't, they just want to go inside, go hide. And a lot of times we find that, you know, in the church, they withdraw because, you know, you've worked for all this. You, this is what, man, this, I was fighting for all this, working right. for all this. And now it's gone. And so you get really dismayed of what, what was I even, mm. what was all this for? So I think all those kind of things combine. Um, just looking out there and some in, I guess, looking at it, it's, you know, you want to be, be the person that you needed. Sure. And, you know, and, and there were spots when, I mean, there were people that thankfully I had in my life that were able to give me some insights here and there. And so just able to draw from different places and just try to put it all into one spot. So, so somebody has a a spot to look to. So they don't, they're not out searching. Cause in that, you know, you can get in a bad spot, you're searching and right. if you go, you know, searching in the wrong spots and you start going down, there's vices, there's, you know, thoughts and different things that you go down those wrong path. It's hard to come back from sometimes. Mm. And you know, more of you, you're you embarrassed by what you've done or what you didn't do. And, and you can be really hard on yourself. And I think for men, it's tough because, um, you know, we have these women's events and we have ladies coming right. in and speak, but guys, we don't talk about how we feel. And a lot of times it's because we don't even understand ourselves how we feel about things. Sure. And we, you know, so we're, we're struggling with all that. And then as we struggle with all that combined, um, you know, there's a lot of worldly stuff out there. You know, as I'm looking for different advice, I might find a book and it might have, you know, a fourth of the, a fourth of the advice. I'm like, that's, that's pretty good. That's good. And then the other three quarters of the advice is stuff. And I'm like, man, that is stuff that I don't want to be involved in. That stuff. I don't want, I don't want to go down that road. Right. That's not something that I'm interested in. And as a, as you know, a faithful Christian, like that's not something I want to dive down. And so it was hard to recommend like, Oh, go get this book or go get that book. And so trying to put the the best of what I could come up with. And we try to put it all together just so that, Men can have it, but also for the church leaders, like you talked about, because as a church leader, if you haven't been there, you haven't done that, it's the same as, as grieving. You know, we, we, sure. we can learn about grieving, but we, until we actually grieve uh, someone's death, it's hard to put ourselves in that spot. And so just sometimes knowing what to say is tough. And I've right. even had a few ministers like, man, I've got a friend going through this and I don't know what to say right now. And it's like, well... Let me, you know, here's a few things to not say. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. let me tell you what to avoid. <laughs> yeah, you know, because sure. we, we like to talk it out. Like, oh, let's talk. Let's talk about this. Like, no, like maybe you just need to go grab a steak, grab a pizza. Right. Sit down and watch a ball game and just be there. Like, you don't have to say a word, you know. So that's some of the things that trying to just give those resources. Because I think about in the woods, that emergency kit. Sure. Like, I don't go to the woods. I've got a tourniquet. I've got bleed stop. I've got, you know, I've got all the stuff I'm going to need depending on the travel, if I'm going out right. for a week in the mountains, I got everything I'm going to need to make sure that I can get me or whoever's with me back to civilization. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm, I don't have a whole 
ambulance full, <laughs> but I have what I need to make sure that I can get you from here right. to where we need right. to, you know, and it's, it's, it's more just let's bleed stop. Let's make sure that, you know, get you back to civilization and back to a safe place. We're joined in today by Dr. Brooks Tiller, a brother and friend of mine who is very passionate about speaking to people, to people that are in the church space, helping with a developmental plan that says you've got men in your church that have experienced the pain of divorce. And when they've experienced this pain, this is not a lifelong condemnation. I think something that happens, Brooks, is a lot of times, culturally speaking, for me growing up, culturally speaking, the men are viewed a lot more as the offenders than, than the women, if you look statistically at the things that we're allowed to see, the things that we're allowed to see in the church space. I know for me, growing up, my parents divorced when I was young and I was around my mom. And you know what she did? She spoke on the ladies days. She spoke on these things, actually even had a, had a book penned and a famous preacher helped her pin that book. And it was about shattered I do's and it was a, a book and it was material that was developed so that other women who have experienced divorce being left, being cheated on, being broken so that they could grow together. And it was all for women. Well, it was really interesting for me later in life to speak to my father and my father's side of the family about this, not as a stone throwing, but looking at, we always focus at the parts that, as I said earlier, that we're allowed to see. And I think many men who just won't want peace, what they don't do is they don't cause a ruckus. They don't fight. They don't, they don't get into this. They just say, Hey, I'm just trying to raise a family. I'm just trying to do X, Y, and Z. And what we've got to be really honest and fair about is that there are churches with many men who are still faithful, I hate to have to say it this way, but are still faithful Christians who've experienced the pain of divorce, never planned it. One thing you say all the time is, I, I hate that I'm here. You know, it's not something that you wanted or, or planned. And so you want to breathe that hope because I think a lot of churches don't know what to do. It's not that they don't want to help men, but the way churches are programmed in general are for women. A lot of them. Right. And so to look at it and to say this, and so here on Circle and Broken today, what we're going to do is in our next couple of sessions, we are going to talk about the need for the event that's coming up where we're hosting an event here in Columbia. It's November the 6th, and we're going to tell you some details about it, but it's going to be an emergency kit for churches. And Dr. Brooks Tiller is going to be there speaking to specifically church leaders about here's ways that you can help. And so Brooks, I'm excited about that. And I appreciate you for being so diligent in putting the work in. And we're going to dive into that when we come back. I, I always like to do a tease because our audience knows you knows a little bit about you. And I'm sure one thing I want you to start prepping your brain for when we come back, Brooks, is this. I'm sure when you're writing this material, when you're speaking and you're presenting this material, you wish this is, was not a thing. You know, you, it's not that I'm out here making tons of money on this or doing this just to get rich, to, you know, telling my pain story. It's I wish this wasn't a thing. And I want to help churches with this as they move forward. So everybody stick with us. We've got Dr. Brooks Tiller, friend and brother. We're going to talk about a special event coming up here on Circle Unbroken. Circle, the unbroken, by and by, Lord. 
This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
We are back here on Circle Unbroken. It's a good day. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and I'm joined in by my man, Preacher Mike. Welcome back, sir. <laughs> Be careful about laying that label man, on me the now. Man's, the man's got a message, and he's, and he's ready I've to been, tell everybody, right? I've done some preaching, but I, I, I don't want to claim yet to be a preacher <laughs> he said don't don't put me in that corner just yet <laughs> we're also welcomed back by our special guest friend and brother dr brooks tiller welcome sir hey thanks for having us dude I'm, I'm pumped to tell everybody about this we have a special event coming up that you're going to host and it is going to be there's a new establishment that is right across the street from columbia academy it is called deep roots and deep roots is a place they're open the back end of the week it has a lot of full disclosure has a lot of from scratch recipes from my wife and mother-in-law it's, it's it's good food it's a good time but we're going to use that venue on a day that they're not open so it's going to be on a monday on november the 6th and this is going to be a specific lunch and we want people to hear this it's a specific lunch the block will be 11 to 1 where you can come in you can taste some food from the deep roots menu here it doesn't cost you a thing but then dr brooks tiller is going to be presenting information from what we have labeled and what he has called a an emergency kit for churches and it's an emergency kit for churches so that they can be better equipped to help men that are experiencing the pain of divorce. Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, Brooks, what you envision that day looking like. If you were, if you were stuck right now uh, in an elevator with a preacher, right, and you got to do the talking, or maybe a church leader or a counselor, or just it could be a, a man or a woman, whoever at the church has a heart for the ministry piece for this. And you were trying to describe to them, hey, I'm going to present some material this day, and I would love for you to come because it would do fill in the blank. Just give us a little pitch here, Brooks. Now, the big key is going to give you the resources that you need so that when you get in that situation, when you hear the guy say, man, you know, like, I'm going through divorce, I'm going through separation, and I don't know what to do, it gives you that resource. You've got that pack ready. Right. So you can pull that, whether it be that tourniquet, we'll stop the bleeding. Like, let's get you healed up. Let's get it. Let's get that wound fixed. Let's make sure that you're hydrated. Let's make sure that you're good to go so we can get you off this mountain and actually get you back to where mm. you need to be. Because mm. uh, it's a dark, lonely place. And sometimes, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're lonely and you're not knowing what to do. You're lost and you feel that way. And, and you, and as a, you know, a lot of ministers, you haven't been there. You hadn't done that. Like, it's tough. Like, I mean, there's right. certain situations where, I mean, I've been, you may say in, a, in an odd way, blessed that over, over the past while I've, I've spoken to several guys who have been connected to me. Like, man, I'm, you know, I'm going through a hard time or you just see them and you're like, something's going on. And you speak to them and you find out what's going on and being able just to send them a message to say something to them that, you know, that they might need to hear right. is different than, you know, because, I mean, sometimes the old ladies at church just come up, hey, how are you doing? It's great to see you. <laughs> like, I've been better. You know, right. if I'm being right. really honest, I've been better. I'm not doing good today Right, is what you want to say, but you don't want to be rude to the old lady at the same time. <laughs> um, but, you know, but you feel like it's just, you know, it's not the right thing to do and say. So the big thing would be just giving them that, that pack so that they have the things they can do the resources that whenever somebody's going through that, 
they can reach out and say, Hey, you know what? How about, how about listen to this little podcast or, Hey, here's a, here's sure. a book that we might could recommend or, Hey, can, you know, you know, other guys in the congregation that have been through similar things, let's all get together and eat, eat, you right. know, eat and watch a ball game and give people the resources they need so that they're equipped and ready when that happens. Cause that's the thing is, you know, we can, we can go out in the woods mm-hmm. and think that we're ready, but until we're, you know, until something happens, we don't know if we're actually ready or not. Right. But you're not, you know, if you want to go out in the woods and spend a week, you're not walking, like you're not just like getting out of your car and walking. You're, you're packing up, you're getting things ready to go out. And you sure. have those contingencies, you know, I've got, man, I've got this, I've got that, I've got all these things I need. So if that happens, I'm ready. And I think that's one thing that we don't have a lot of times. It's like, oh, um, okay, you know, I'll pray for you. And like, what else? Right. You know, and sometimes, I'll toss that into the abyss. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's like, you know, we need, a, pray, a prayer's great, but we need a little bit more um, just that one-on-one because there's times you're like, man, I don't even want to come to church today. I don't sure. want to be seeing anybody. So for, for somebody coming out to this, it would be just when you leave, the goal is you're going to leave with your kit full of what you can do to help somebody when they're going through these situations. And we're joined back in by Brooks Tiller and Dr. Tiller. I mean, you've done so many things, but in this situation, you are looking at helping churches so that they can be equipped, so that they can minister in the right way. And and I think it's it's to be applauded because we do this for all other types of things. We will have things about well, this church has celebrate recovery right but for people that are really in the depths of addiction and then as you mentioned i've done a lot of ministry pieces that focused around single mothers now those things are great i mean they're 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 appropriate they're matthew 25 things that we should do helping people a food drive helping people to eat take a backpack giveaway like all things that are these are all good things these are all things that are tangible ways that you can help fulfill your duty as a christian but looking at something like this men who are pillars of our society are and when men are hurting when men are broken i i know a man who who's been at a church in alabama for a long time he suffered loss and she went right down the road and she went right down the road and she wound up i think it was a situation where she left him for her boss and he the church knew about it and all of a sudden he said man i became like the bachelor of the church because i kept going there and i kept raising my kids in the youth group and he said eventually some of the sweetest sisters in christ the older ladies would come up to me and they would like you said earlier they would ask a well-meaning question about how are you doing and i would look at them and think you're not ready for this answer and then he said they would say things after this now these are just church members okay he said but they would say things after this like hey uh, you just need to go and just just find yourself a new wife and they were trying to tell him you're still a good man you're a good-looking dude you're a christian man they were trying to speak life into him and he said and i would look back at them and think what I need to do is be able to put my head on the pillow tonight and actually fall asleep with, with the anxiety, with the things that, that I wear. This woman's not a bad sister in Christ for telling me that. He said, but she doesn't know what to say. And he said, if the people that are meeting me in the foyer don't know what to say, he said, Taft, the men in the church leadership's room, they don't know what to say. The preachers, 
They don't know what to say. Because even though we're a small group of the church, we're still a part of the church as far as the body and as far as how that goes. And so there's these pieces here that you're looking at. And if you're just now tuning in, Dr. Tiller is going to be hosting a special luncheon specifically geared for church leaders that can look and they can say, we need to do a better job. And there's nothing wrong with saying that we need to do a better job of reaching out, of being equipped, of helping, of maybe just not shining the light in somebody's face, but sitting in the darkness with somebody right now. And it's a real thing. Brooks, you've got two children. You've got two children and they know that mom and daddy aren't together. When it comes to the man who's still trying to go to church, who's still trying to be active and a part of it, and he has children. What's one of the biggest struggles? I, I, this is off script. I haven't asked you this before. But what's one of the biggest struggles, you think, being a man, raising children, taking them to church without your significant other? It can be, it can be a struggle sometimes. You know, it's just uh, getting ready. Right. You know, getting, getting ready and getting there. Um, and I think, honestly, one of the biggest things is it's that – those people are well-meaning at right, times. Right, And they're like, oh, I'm so glad you're still, I'm glad you're bringing them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what, you know, I mean, and, and I know they mean well because, sure. because so many, so many dads, so many guys right. leave the church or right. just, I mean, they just check out on life in general. And I know that they mean, I feel like they mean well, but that's one of the things that, you know, like I said, that as, a, as, a, as, as a church body, a lot of times we don't understand. Sure. And, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm just so glad that you're bringing them here. Oh, I'm it. I'm just so glad you're still coming. You know, I was like, <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, you know, my job is to raise them up. Right. And right. my job is to be their dad. Like, that's that's what my job. That's right. That's God. Is, that's the one job God gave me. And that's what I'm going to do. And for me, that's that's probably one of the hardest things is sometimes when people say that, I you know, I just smile and go on because I know they mean well. Right. But right. It's it's not always the the right thing to to hear or the easy thing to hear. If you sure. Know. Yeah, I think sure. that's the, probably the toughest. Um, you know, because I mean, we can still be a good example even if we're not in the door every mm. every time it's open. Uh, you know, but they, you know, cause they're going to see the way we're living our life. Right. But I think that you know, in in. In the congregation, sometimes when people say, oh, it's so good to see them here. I'm so glad you're bringing them. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. You know, would you, you know, just take that deep breath and say, sure. oh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. And just go on. But Well, I was at a football game recently and I was sitting and one of the local preachers came and sat by me and we were catching up. And he informed me that you had taught a class recently at the church where he preaches. And that you had done this class and he said, man. Brooks just got real. I said, he, he just got real and, and, and he rocked it. Right. And, and he talked about you, you doing this presentation there. Uh, give us a little glimpse into some of the things that you said or, or, or some nuggets that you presented when you taught there for a preacher yeah. who gets in his rhythm uh, to stop. I, I can't tell you the last time I was at 
anywhere with a preacher that told me about somebody who presented at his church and how great it was. Usually yeah. preachers are different birds sometimes. And it's like, yeah, we had so-and-so. It was good. But, but for this person to say, man, it was real. It was raw. It was authentic. These were all like complimentary terms that he was saying about it. G- give me a little bit, uh, peel the layer back for our yeah, audience. I think the big thing, uh, you know, I use when I was speaking, sometimes it was like, Oh, I told my story of what I did or sure. you know, trying to, like, look how cool I am sometimes. Um, but I'm just, as, as a public speaker. Yeah, as a yeah, public yeah, speaker. Yeah, sure. And, you know, if I'm talking about American Enjoy or right, something like that, right. you know, it's like, oh, look at this cool. And, but now, for me, um, I realize that just if you can just be real real with somebody, like, it's very uh, – it's honest, and people mm-hmm. see that. And and I've just got a point in my life where, like, that's all I'm going to do be is just real. Just be right. me and fully me, and that's it. But in that conversation, the the – one of the main topics is I compared Judas mm. and Peter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and there's only, you know, in the Bible, Judas and Peter are there. And Jesus specifically speaks to Peter and says, hey, you know, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then Judas, you know, he says, am I the one? He's like, yeah, you said it. Mm. You know, they both asked, am I the one? Jesus both told him, like, you got something to do. You're going to do something. You're going to turn your back on me. But in that situation, Peter, he was remorseful. Right. But he didn't give up, and he came back. But Judas, on the other hand, isolated himself, was all about me, 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 and, you know, that led him down this path of destruction. Right. And in the end, uh, a lot of it was the isolation factor of, you know, and as men, a lot of times we will. We'll just kind of, like, isolate ourselves and go away. And it was astounding to me that as I was studying that some of the wealthiest places in the world, the suicide rates are the highest. Mm. And you can look in, you know, say in Tennessee, it's like Williamson County. It's the wealthiest county, one of the top 10 in the country. It's also the highest in suicide rates for the state of Tennessee. Right. And something like that is, is amazing, you know, and, and the, the, the binge drinking um, is reported at one out of four as a binge drinker, which probably means it's higher just because sure. they yeah, report. Yeah, what's reported. So there's a lot of things like that that in that, you know, as I was sharing that, it, that was really open to me. It's just like, look at all these stats, how we think we're so great and things are so good, but they're really not underneath underneath the surface. Right. You know, we look like that duck that looks really calm, but underneath the water, we're just paddling and we're freaking out. We're full of anxiety and stress. And I think that when you add in whether it be a divorce or a loss or anything going on that that you start swimming even harder. And Mm -hmm. even though you're trying to keep that calm. And I think that for me, I was just like, you know, like there's days when I'm not good and I think it probably shows in my face and I'm okay with that. Right. Right. Well, and to be able to say that, to be able to present that because at that point when you're saying it, not only the, the, the man that might be experiencing divorce, but the man who might be still married and freaking out having having issues having things that he's thinking about he can look at it and he can see okay here's what this situation is here's somebody else telling me this not from a don't follow me perspective but over here from a perspective of saying hey married or not these things are tough these are hard oh and reminder i'm not married right now i'm still a person I still have the same blood that flows through my body the same way that you do. I don't have a scarlet letter um, that, hey, if I feel disqualified to be here, guess what? We all are. You know, no one was ever qualified. Me having a marriage that looks healthy 
on the outside. And we're not poking fun at those things. We're just saying there's more to the surface, more than just what you see on the surface here. We'll be back here on Circle and Broken with our special guest, Dr. Brooks Tiller. Listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. 
You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and I'm joined back, flanked on my right by my man, Open Mike. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be here. We're feeling open today, feeling wide open, ready to, ready to help the masses. Ready to put the hammer down, and let's roll. That's right. Make it, make it happen. <laughs> we also have our special guest, Dr. Brooks Tiller. Welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me, brother. Dude, Brooks, for me, you embody what we try to talk about here on Circle Unbroken, because to, to catch our audience up, we always like to do this. We talk about faith, business, and the community, and the feeling that those three things go together to make a circle feel complete. And with what you're talking about specifically today, the pain of divorce, especially for men with divorced disciples, it's something that we wish we didn't talk about. It's something that you wish you didn't talk about. I, as a public speaker myself, there, there are things that happen sometimes where I'll, I'll get a call from a, a air quote agent, right? And they'll want to talk about helping me get more speaking gigs or talking at this place and that place. And they'll say, tell me your pain story. And I'll say, well, how long do you have? Like <laughs> my parents divorced when I was little, I've been through X, Y, and Z in my life. And then I'll realize as I'm talking to them, I haven't lost a limb like Inky Johnson. I have not experienced the pain of addiction to the point where I've lost anything. Um, my wife still on a daily basis, uh, stays with me. You know, like there's, there are these things that have happened. So I don't have this explosion story, but it doesn't make me less of a man with less of a life and less of a testimony. You have to take that same logic and flip it over because there's been an explosion in somebody's life. Doesn't make them less solid. Doesn't make them less stable. Doesn't make them, as we talked off air, about the, the whole idea of something being this stigma or taboo, like, oh, well, so-and-so, he's divorced. Can he help with the youth group? Oh, oh, so-and-so is this. Can he serve or, or can he do this? We, we have to use the same logic of application on both sides. Stuff happens. 
stuff happens and some of these things are big and they, they rock our lives. But the church is supposed to be the idea of believers together sharing life. And when you're sharing life, Acts 2 style, you're sharing rich and poor. You're sharing good and bad. You're sharing on the road and in the ditches, like all the different areas of life. And so you've been very passionate recently about talking from your place of pain and in your life circumstance to help churches. And that's what we're talking about today, to help churches to deal with the fact that there are men that might be suffocating, men that might be struggling to breathe in churches because of the pain of divorce. And Brooks, you're talking about that. We have a special event coming up and that event is going to be at Deep Roots in Columbia, Tennessee, right across from Columbia Academy. And the place is set. It's going to be food ready. It's going to be free admission. But we want to emphasize this, that this is going to be a very intentional period together. We want people to book this. We're going to have uh, information for them that you'll be hearing a commercial here, some things that we put out to where people can come to this. But this is a day where you're trying to equip. You're trying to equip these people that are involved, especially at churches, to help men, to help them reach out to men, to help them minister to men. Give us a little, I asked for a sneak peek earlier about what you've spoken about, but also at this, there's written material. There's written material. There's a journal and publication, the things that you're doing. Give us, I know, I know this week a pop star is coming out with a book. And so all of my social media has been these little pieces of this book so that they would hope that me or my wife would go and buy that book. That's how marketing works. Give us a, a little bit, Brooks, about what is in that written material. Give us a little taste of that. So the big thing for the 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 journal yes. it's it's just a third it's a thirty day journal mm-hmm. for a man going through divorce wow. and it's some it's he some, can pick it up at any point just pick it up at any yeah. point okay. and and one reason is is because as I started studying a lot about the divorce side uh, when a, when a, when someone's going through divorce or separation within that first thirty days their chance of their, I mean, their risk of suicide increases tremendously. Mm. Uh, and it's even, even higher about six to eight times higher in men than it is women when they're going through that. So it's, it's, it's all this, all this tension. And for me, it was a lot of things that I'd written down, a lot of things I'd gone through that I'd gone through myself. And I just try to summarize everything into a very simple 30 day. It doesn't take maybe two to 300 words, couple paragraphs. And then the other side is just a blank line piece of paper that you can write down your thoughts because it's sometimes it's hard for us to go and speak that out to somebody. Sure. But it's, you know, in it, in it, in it there are things of, Hey man, you got to forgive yourself. You know, there's things you got to forgive yourself and then you have to forgive others. Then there's, there's a journal prompt in there about, about just finding, finding a new, finding, and reviving some of those passions you had, those hobbies, you know, just like go out and go do something and find a hobby today that you can do. Mm. And, and encouraging men along the way to that, the, 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 the tunnel, you know, the tunnel's getting brighter. Like we're in a, and I, and I relate the whole journal to a, to being lost in the woods. You're lost. It's dark. It's stormy. You can't see your hand in front of your face, but we're going to walk this journey together. You're not alone. We're in this together. And we're going to walk through this journey. By the end of the journey, you can see daylight. 
Right. Sure. And, and it's one of those things where you can learn through that journal three or four times the same journal if you wanted to. And each time you're facing new things, you're, you know, cause every level there's a new devil, as they say, it's like you, you may make it through this stage, but it's never completely over. And there may be things you need to go back and face again. Right. So it's one of those where, you know, you could get that one journal and just run through it. But if for, for, uh, that's for the, you know, for the men, but for the, for the church leaders and things, that's a, that's a resource that they can have on hand. Somebody's going through it. They can just say, Hey, like, I don't know what you're going through, but I wanted to give you this and hopefully this will help, help you get better, you know, and help you along the path. Something as simple as that. And, and I've, I've, you know, in the, in, as I've been writing it, been working with other guys and like, Hey, how about this? Right. And one of the, one of the things for me was I, I saw a guy and, and, and he was one of those where the old ladies that were coming up and, <laughs> and I cut a few of them off because I could tell like they're not being helpful. Mm. And uh, we got talking, and, and I shared the journal. I was like, hey, man, I'll just email this copy to you. And he sent me a message the next day and even heard from some of his family that he had been over that journal just crying. Wow. Um, and wow. part of it was because he realized he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one in this. And he just said, man, it, it, you're saying it, it, this is what I've been feeling, what I've been going sure. through. And, and that by itself, I was like, that was worth it all. Just one person has been helped. I'm good. Right. You know, like it was worth the time and effort of putting that together. But my, my, my hope and prayer is that it can help a lot of people. Um, like I said, there's a lot of things that I read through and went through that helped me in that. But there was a lot of things that as I was reading, I was like, I don't, I wouldn't share that with somebody else. That's not right. something that I believe in. And so taking from, you know, the bits and pieces and just, you know, as Bruce Lee says, you take what, what works and you, you discard what doesn't. And for that, just kind of put together in a 30 day journal, just so it wasn't a deep dive into like, Oh, I've got a, you know, not a, you know, uh, psychology and a lot of this sure. stuff. It was just, here's a little encouragement. Here's something that's going to happen. You know, how are you dealing with this? What can you do better? And just a, an inner inside look, because a lot of times we don't go to somebody else and say, man, I'm, I'm struggling. But that way we can write, if we write it out a little bit, it gets easier for us to then maybe open up to some of our close friends. Yeah. And what a blessing for you to do that, to step in there. Tell me this, Brooks, what is something, and I'll, I'll put you on the spot here too. What is something that you wish if you could, because you always want to be the person that you wish you had. If you could go back to Brooks at the, because I know you're still going through stuff now, but at the at the pinnacle of, Oh, this is really happening. Yeah. And whisper into your own ear or say to you, what would it be? What would you say? What would you say to Brooks, the man, uh, from one man on this side of things? Again, I know you're not living in perfection. None of us are, right. but saying back to you when, when, when it was the deer in the headlights, look, what would you say? I think a lot of it would be, um, like that old poem where, uh, you know, the guy gets to heaven, he's looking back at his life. And then in the sand, there's those one foot of the one set yeah, of footprints. Sure. And there's those times and you're like, man, like God, why weren't you there? And he's like, I was, I was carrying you. And you right. don't, and even those moments you're, you're so hurt. You're so lost that you don't realize like the only way I made it through that was because God was carrying me. Mm. And, and for me, it would be just, you know, um, let God carry you through those times. Like feel it, you know, it's real. 
uh, don't try to numb it out. Don't try to ignore it. Feel it and let God carry you through it. And yeah. because on the other side, you're stronger and you're better. And I know that now, but in the moment, it's like, I can't handle this. Right. But I could, you know, yeah. but because God was there. And I think for me, it would just be, hey, feel it. Let God carry you through it. And you're going to be better and stronger on the other side. What do you think is for the average church member? Now, that can be whatever age, wherever they, they find it, just the, the average person showing up, going to church, air quote, going to church. What do you think would be the most surprising to them, like the number one thing for them to know where if any if any man experiencing a divorce could say, hey, I just want you to know this. I've asked a lot of friends this before. I've asked friends because I, I have a struggle sometimes on the race side of things because growing up, I was the guy that was always friends with everybody. And so now as I'm 44 and I hear these things, sometimes I, I kind of bristle up and I try to say, that's not true or that's not right. And so what I've started to do with my friends that are not my race, I've tried to say, hey, what's one thing that a 44-year-old white male would not know? Like, tell me, yeah. you know? And so in this situation, what what's something that the average church member would be surprised to know about a man going to church, going through divorce? Anything? I think that the biggest thing would be like, you don't have to fix it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have the right words. Yeah. They just need to know that you, you care. Right. And that you still see them as a normal human being, a man, not, uh, not, you know, you are wounded. Sure. But does it, but we all are. And you, you know, that you don't see them as, as a special case. Right. And I think part of that is, is instead of just, you know, asking how you're doing, it might be more like, it's good to see you sure. or just a pat on the back is better than that. You know, that typical, how's it going today? Right. Um, right. And, and, you know, and I think, and I think also text messages mm -hmm. are better than words mm -hmm. in person sometimes, especially sure. early on. Cause it's like, I'm praying for you. Right. Anything? I can't talk without crying or I'm trying to keep it together. Yeah. Send me a message. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause you just get a text message and it's like, Hey, you know, anything specific I can pray for today. Right. And if you don't respond, that's fine. Right. Just know, but you know, that person is praying for you anyway. Right. Right. And I think for me, that was one of the things just, you know, like you don't have to have the answers. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know what to say. Um, cause I know you, if you haven't been there. Sure. It's okay. Sure. Uh, so I want people to hear this in churches. Uh, and if you know somebody right now who's experiencing the pain of divorce, I want you to hear this. What I take from what Dr. Tiller says is this, your response, your interaction doesn't have to be magical. Also, if you are talking to a male who is present at your faith place and they are experiencing divorce, it's not a boomerang. Don't throw it out there expecting to get something back. Just keep pouring in. Keep being present. Listen to these voices that you don't get to hear all the time. We've been joined in today by Dr. Brooks Tiller, and the reason he's on our show today is because we have a special event coming up November the 6th at Deep Roots in Columbia. This is a special day designed for church leaders to come and get a free lunch, but also hear from Dr. Tiller talking about the idea that you have men in your church that are suffering, that are suffocating, and you might not know how to help them when it comes to the pains of divorce. Brooks is going to be offering what he calls as a first aid kit, an emergency kit,
for these men, a toolkit for these men that you can help them. We all say we want the church to be stronger. We all say we want the church to be able to reach out and help people when they're in their moments of despair. Dr. Brooks Tiller has given us a great way to do this. Stay tuned for more information on Circle Unbroken. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloud.